1: Welcome to Western Contours Podcast. Sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, this week I sit down and recap our 2019 Colorado elk trip with my son, kind of go through some of the highs, the lows, the laughs, uh, stuff we faced on the mountain, stuff we learned, so um, yeah, we're back, enjoy the episode. So yeah, elk camp, elk hunt recap with uh, my dude, (laughs) my son, Guy Guy, say what's up to everybody. What's up everybody? So, first off, what an experience, right? Uh, 11 days on the mountain. um, Best word to describe it would be phenomenal, in my opinion. To disconnect, kind of return to simplicity. No phones. We had one rock in camp that uh, was like an antenna if you wanted service. I think we stood on that thing, I don't know, a couple times, and it just kind of faded away. The phones were dead. So, the disconnect and that reconnection with uh, with nature for that uh, amount of time and just go 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 was again phenomenal amazing yes. it was uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what's your what's your thoughts on that man what's what's a word you would use to describe that that time in the woods that 11 days um i would definitely say it's it's tough
2: it, it's, it's tough uh but the whole time i i i wasn't all the tough parts i my mind wasn't focused on that you know it was it was more so where we're going checking the wind and stuff and all that uh rather than focusing on looking at at the hill and saying, god
0: damn
1: <laughs> oh, that wind that wind was oh yeah, that was another that That was something else, I think we had what was it? maybe two days out of the eleven where the wind kind of flattened out It was under ten mile an hour, yeah and other than that, it was brutal direction <laughs> every I learned a lot about the wind though,
0: uh-huh,
1: right, I mean, as far as hunting goes, and you start talking you know mountain thermals, I didn't even know about all that that's just the tip of the iceberg when you start looking at the effects of pressure and moisture and yeah mountain thermals is pre-k mm-hmm. Anabatic, catabatic winds I mean it was just phenomenal to be in tune with it and not just watch it but to try and figure out what it was doing every six feet because it was doing something different
2: how, how many wind checker bottles do we go through <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: a freak with that anyway but I want to say we went with a dozen, came back with half of one, and then I took the remnants of what was left over in the dozen, and I think I came up with like a third of a bottle. So it was. Hand me one of those. That win was something else, but what a freaking learning experience, especially when I consider that to be one of my stronger attributes when i'm in the woods and that was just something else i mean
2: it seemed like every every time i checked the wind which is every two minutes it was going a different
1: direction yeah it was nuts in the same spot yeah you know you get you start talking mountain thermals and you expect you know it's rising up the mountain in the morning and coming down and you you start up start up a hill and you get into dark timber or something and the wind was just doing whatever it wanted and there'd be a little break where the sun is coming through and it's heating the air and that just that little break and yeah that was the
2: craziest part to me (laughs) because i'd check it i'd check it in the shade and then i'd see it i'd see it drift over the sun next thing you know it's going every direction going
1: up it was crazy absolutely crazy that wind but it for me at least it was a it was a hell of a learning experience and just you know opened my eyes to How basic the information that, you know, we have that's out there is when it start, you start talking about those wins. So definitely something we'll be tackling over the next few months, you know, for our pursuit and the podcast. So, um, so talk about it, what you went into this with my excitement, seeing Wyoming's hunt and really didn't have the amount of preparation, right? I mean, that you were kind of working under my wing or tutelage to a mm-hmm. point, um, but let us hear it from walking in, you know, you haven't, when's the last time you went hunting? 12, 13 years old? Yeah. 17 now, so four to five years, somewhere in there. a oh, wow. Um, big difference from deer hunting, big difference from pig hunting you've done all that so why don't you give us your words or how you saw it or what you thought going in basically green as oh uh. <laughs> when I going in
2: I, I was I was a bit more excited than going deer hunting because every I'm not gonna lie every time we go deer hunting I'm always like you gotta be so quiet <laughs> so um I was a little bit more excited because the way you described the animal to me the way the way you told me how big it was and pictures don't do it justice and whatnot. So I was I was really excited just to even get closer, just just to see one from a distance. Um but I would say the the, the overall experience I was um, I was shocked. I was, I was really shocked. I mean, I didn't have any expectations, but
1: it did surprise me how much I enjoyed it. What, what about it? The, I mean, so, you know, in a nutshell, we had one, two, we had three interactions, Mm -hmm. um, and we had one opportunity, which we can talk about in some detail later. Um, but nothing, what, what about it you enjoyed, I guess, because we didn't, it, it wasn't a bugle fest. The bugles that we heard were, at a bare minimum, barely audible, right? And then trying to hear them over the wind, we were lucky to catch them um, when we heard them. And then trying to get those bulls to come in, I mean, we wouldn't even blow at them hard, right? Mm. I mean, if if we did bugle back at them, we tried at least, well, to a point, right? At first it was, you know, okay, there's a bugle, let's start this sequence, let's do this. That wasn't working, so we settled it down. Responded like they were, like they were bugling at us, mm-hmm. or not at us, but bugling. Um And then we threw everything in my playbook at Yeah. It. Everything, yeah. right? I mean, we went virtually silent to just raking and to displaying yeah. every ground we could, every foot. Yeah, and it was really, yeah, that was something else, man. I was. It was frustrating, defeating, <laughs> yeah. and it was a constant, it was a constant, you know, carry out the plan or implement the plan, plan some more, mm-hmm. implement a new plan, plan some more. I, mean, I, it was just... I I would say I wasn't as much frustrated um,
2: because, you know, I, I didn't go the whole year preparing for this like you did. I mean, you every single day from morning to <laughs> bedtime, you're thinking, talking about elk, you know? So I wasn't as frustrated, but I could see and understand the frustration, you know? Um, I would say I, I enjoyed everything about it. I, the worst part about it to me was going to sleep in that goddamn cold. <laughs> um, other than that, every everything was great. I mean, that
1: one word I could use to describe is bliss. It was amazing. And the one thing that stood out, not the one thing, but one of the things that really kind of changed the trip for me right beyond the frustration and i want to say we were probably day four or five and i think we had climbed to the plateau and you had and you had said just knowing that i made it up here just Mm -hmm. knowing that i just went all that distance and that elevation and made it up here and that kind of settled me back in right because Mm -hmm. a lot of me was your first shooter your first shooter you're taking that bull we get in the bull this is what you do boom 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 right Mm -hmm. be ready be ready be ready so the whole time I'm worried about I'm worried about your tag more than anything and I think to a point that might I'm not putting anything on your tag yeah but I think to a point that might have had a play in maybe not making approaches or not wanting to press on them. Right. Because that in hindsight, that's the one thing that we did not do. Right. Is when we did have interaction, we sat there and went through sequences and called them Russian and ju- yeah, instead of just saying, okay, you're not responding, we're coming in for you. Um, retrospect, man, that's, that's the only thing that I regret from that. trip. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, that was like a turning point for me. It kind of settled me in. And there was a lot of there was a lot of mental game. There was more mental game in that trip than I had anticipated going into it. a week in the woods. There's more mental game than a week of my regular life. (laughs) Be honest. Absolutely right. I mean, it is it's that constant. It's that constant fight. With the voices that want the comfort and the easy way and pushing yourself past that and just going through uh-huh. and not having any expectation after mile two, five, seven, <laughs> and they just compile and compile and compile. Yeah, after,
2: after the first day, I was like, can't have no expectations to see <laughs> anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, the first. Well, OK, so the first day. Actually, our first day was only a half a day, right? We were spent yeah. on the drive. That drive is miserable. That I, I enjoyed a, it <laughs> yes, because I wasn't driving. But yeah, you slept. That drive, that is one of the hardest drives. Shoot, we used to drive to Texas. That yeah. was a 22-hour drive, but there's something about that drive to that spot. Once we turn off the 15 in Utah, mm-hmm. it seems like the the la- oh my God. That's true that drive is miserable <laughs> it was worth every minute of it, but damn, that's a rough drive um, so what are some of the the high points actually no, what were the lowest points that you felt I'm being
2: like? honest like I said, going to sleep
1: <laughs> uh, no on the mountain whoa
2: it's a good um uh, at a point i was looking for antlers and ears and every bush i saw I'd jump and stop <laughs> every every stick that looked like an antler i was jumping and looking um i wouldn't say i was one of the lowest points but i mean getting getting towards the the last few days after not after not seeing anything for a while it was just like i was just kind of waiting you know um
1: when are you gonna pull it together dad what the no, hell, dad?
2: no i i, I knew you. i i could tell you, you it was apparent that you knew or that you were doing everything you could it's just i even felt it like they just disappeared or something yeah. i don't know well, that was
1: and that was the fr- that was more frustrating i think than anything is that uh, we found probably in the neighborhood of what 150 rubs scrapes oh yeah i mean easy right there was so much shine it was was, it was ridiculous we were on i mean i picked up every 20 feet there's something picked up substantial scat and there was piss on the scat and it got Remember, it got on my lip (laughs) i mean it was and then what was that two days after that everything was just dry Mm -hmm. just gone it was like that was weird what in the heck just happened right i mean just gone a whole just new place yeah it was a different place and and it, now that i look at it, it
2: that kind of happened with the weather once that weather once all that wind came in
1: it kind of dried it,
2: everything up yeah it know?
1: turned it bad i mean you had i don't know if that has anything to do with it but yeah one could only <laughs> speculate at this point to be honest um yeah that wind i think that was that night where it felt like the freaking tent was just gonna freaking fly, fly away <laughs> um I you know 40 50 mile an hour gust on that plateau and uh yeah I, I maybe it did have something to do with it all the amount of downfall or deadfall yeah. was just crazy crashing down everywhere uh, I think I got about two hours of sleep that night I was miserable so if that was the lows which that's not bad considering 11 days out there what, what were the highs or the high points
2: being there, I mean, that that was the biggest thing for me was just being there, just being able to disconnect, I mean, I'm not as everybody on the podcast should know I should say, I'm not a hunter, you know Um I have interest in it and I love it because my dad does and I'd say just being out there with you it was just, it was a good disconnect you know, it was it, it just opened my eyes um, being away from people and the phone, and the easy life, so call it, um, that I provide. <laughs> huh? That you provide <laughs> for two weeks, you know? It, it, it just, it makes you appreciate, it, ma- it made me appreciate that more. Um, I already appreciate what I have. It's just that new experience. Um, I, yeah, I, the, I can't really pull out any specific highs. I'd say though.
1: I had to blast the whole damn trip even with even with coming home with Mhm. Even rest. on the way home, I was happy as could be. Yeah. I was I mean, the one th- I was bummed I was coming home, but yeah. I was ready for a shower too. Yeah. you were <laughs> done though. I, that that last day is why I asked you cuz I was watching you walk and uh Yeah, my body
2: that that okay, if that was what part of another uh that was another low was uh my body fatiguing, but I surprisingly I didn't fatigue as much as I Thought I was going to,
1: but it was a pain in the
0: ass. It, <laughs>
1: it caught up though. No, Eleven days caught up. You could see it that that eleventh day. Actually, I think it was the tenth day when I noticed it. Uh-huh. I think that's when I asked you was that night before, or when I considered it, because watching you step over a log, the, <laughs> yeah, deadfall, <laughs> yeah. Um, and initially, you were a little bit clumsy in the woods, right? You know, slipping, tripping, um, which I kind of <laughs> expected to a point. Um, but yeah, seeing you walk on that that tenth, eleventh day, and it was just like, I'm here, I'm hanging in, but I'm uh-huh. I'm fatigued beyond.
2: Yeah, I was, I was.
1: <laughs> I, I was still enjoying every bit of it.
2: Um, uh, the fatigue, I like for a few hours, it'd kick in, and then I'd just be like, all right, just got to keep going. And I'd keep pushing. I'd forget about it once we would s- start calling or we would get on to something. I'd, I'd
1: just totally forget about it. Yeah, that uh, that was frustrating for me. <laughs> it was frustrating. I mean, th- okay, so we started off that, that, that was the first evening, that first interaction, wasn't it? We were up at camp, yep. at base camp, mm-hmm. right? So we got in that morning, chilled out. I think we took a nap from that drive and then we decided to go out and what we only did like three and a half four miles four, or something yeah four like miles that. I remember. and uh came back didn't really go all out um tony was had to <laughs> that's another story had to go get his freaking tags um so he had to drive I don't even remember how far he said he drove to get the tags. Oh, actually, no. He only had to drive down to Nucla, right? That's he ended right. up not having to go to Montrose. So he found that. Uh... Yeah, he found that that hardware store that yeah. sold tags. So we, we kept it a short day. Um, but that evening, I want to say it was about 6 or 6.30, that bugle below camp. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I kept that bull in there for. A minute. <sighs> seemed like we played him for about 45 minutes. Yeah, probably probably mm-hmm. longer than that and uh to me it seemed like you know that wind was coming up to us and i think that was part of the problem right again not not considering that you could have you know looped around him dropped that hill somewhere i could have kept playing him, and you probably could have got on i think he was three benches down Mm -hmm. um where we saw him raking and uh went and got on him but you know again hindsight 20 freaking 20 um you,
2: you guys said you guys got
1: eyes on him too I didn't I didn't see him yeah I, I mean you had to angle. be where where tony had the decoy to see him mm-hmm. and all I can see was his tips tearing that little aspen up I mean he was just going off on it but it was cool to work that sequence and keep him there for so long yeah that, it did feel really cool mm-hmm. had a lot of adrenaline heck yeah but you know, thinking that they're going to come into everything. I mean, that was a learning experience for me, right? Is thinking that they're going to come into everything at some point. You got to go press them, mm-hmm. and I and and that's one. Like I said, the only regret I have is having one, two, three opportunities to go in and press, and not doing it, um, just because it wasn't something that I've learned over the last, you know year or two years trying to figure out elk and learn about elk. So that was something that was interesting. Um, And then we had, we had the cliff bugling experience. Oh yeah. (laughs) Which was balls to the wall for 45 minutes. um, 200 feet above the treetops below us. And there was really nothing we can do, but talk about the excitement in that. What What's crazy, I think
2: we forgot, is before we had heard a bull across across the way that we were trying to work for a while, like what it seemed like, an hour, two hours
1: um, before that. Do you remember? The one that was on the other side where we saw the bear? hmm I, I thought that came, that was after. That was after? Yeah. Oh. Because when we... We first walked to that. Remember, we went down that drainage Mm -hmm. and then we got cliffed out. We went up and we were on that cliffside right at sunrise. Mm. And then that's when that that happened. Yeah, you're right. Right. And then we had the one across that drainage on the other hill that was up on the same cliffside. But that was another one. And Mm -hmm. yeah, we worked on that for two hours. But again, I mean, it was like the lowest audible bugles. I... That was weird. Was. Just the inexperience on my end to hear these little low audible bugles was something that I, I wasn't prepared for. Like, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? My only other elk experience was Wyo. And them sons of bitches were going crazy. in Wyo. So to get there and to hear these. And I mean, they're short, quick. Yeah. You could like, barely make it out. Yeah. Like two seconds. Was that we? And half the time we didn't know if it was the trees rubbing in the wind
0: mm-hmm.
1: or if it was a bull Or a tree falling. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, that was crazy, huh? Remember the one where that tree fall? It seemed like it was up that hillside. Yep. Uh, who knows how far. Not and we far. felt that son of a gun hit the ground. That was nuts. So if a tree falls in the woods. Nobody's around to hear it. Yeah, you hear it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it didn't make a sound.
1: Yeah. It was that was crazy. So, yeah, we had those experiences. So that was cool. But, you know, inexperience on my part, you know, is when I'm going to lend. I think we should have went and pushed. I'll never, I will never, ever take that approach again. And the cool thing about that spot we were in where we were cliffed out mm-hmm. is either they had to come straight at us or they had to fall off a cliff to yeah. win us. Uh-huh. Right. So it was almost. It was almost the that perfect was a storm. Spot. Yeah, it was almost the perfect storm. So, you know, again, hindsight being what it is, if we would have taken the approach of hold that cliff and try and go at that bull, right, he would have never winded us. Because he can't. It's and <laughs> if we were going to blow the situation because of, of wind or him seeing us, I think I know that blowing it is just blowing it. It doesn't matter, right? It's not coming in. You, we didn't kill nothing anyway. So that's, yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough lesson. But I mean, to me, it's a hell of a growing pain, right? I mean, you you just kind of, just like any other hunting, right? You kind of go after it and do what you think you should be doing. And then, yeah, failure is the best teacher. <laughs> Let's tell them about your uh your 45 to an hour encounter with... uh. With the, the elk. <laughs> With the hunters? With the hunters. Well, that was, okay. So we heard them. We heard that bugle. What do you think it was? A mile off? Yeah. Easy? And uh, a mile. pipe back at it. You hear it again, right? Comes right back at me. So I start going over the top of it. And it responds. Boom. I'm like, oh, it's on. My so, blood was pumping. Oh man. Years and my, I was going off. Yeah. That was 45 minutes of absolute fun for me uh-huh. to sit there. It was fun. Even <laughs> just listening I was <laughs> to sit there and just, and every time he would crack off, I'd just jump over to, I'd freaking chuckle at him, lip ball at him. He respond with a rake. I respond with a rake and, uh, Man, what a, it was a blast, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it got close, right? It's in a half mile, right? And you could just hear this thing approaching. It's like, damn, he's on a string coming in. <laughs> and then you heard it, you heard it to the south. It and split, then, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then a, you know, a little bit later, it was like, it's silent, you're waiting. And then boom, it's, it's to it's to the north by two, 300 mm-hmm. yards and it's still approaching and it's back and forth. So it's zigzagging. I'm, holy shit, it's trying to wind us. You know it's on i start ranging i'm looking okay i'm like this is a 70 yard shot this is nothing i was waiting to see it i was excited and uh sit there and call and call what do you think 45 minutes yeah probably 45 to an hour and uh it gets quiet and we hear some raking we respond with the same and i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking and i see a flash of white And I'm going, what in the hell is a flash of white? And then I hear rake and come opposite of where I saw the flash of white, and then boom! All of a sudden, the lights on. Damn it, I'm dealing with two hunters here. <laughs> uh. And then the next time, the next time they cracked off on the bugle, it was like son of a bitch, absolutely two hunters. You heard that hollow, yep. that hollow sound out of the tube, and it was just they, like, they were
2: doing a good job for a while.
1: Yeah, I think they're a bit too close, and then we realized, yeah. Well, I think what happened too was the distance, mm-hmm. right? Because in the distance, it the sons yeah. of bitches sounded good, right? No, really good. Um, but I was the one thing I kept saying, well, I'm glad I found them out exactly, <laughs> and we were able to make them think that uh <laughs> mm-hmm. they got winded or something. So that was pretty funny, though. Another I don't know. I'm sure that happens all the time. And they, they were good, man. I mean, it was like, damn, he's trying to win this. They were they played back and forth and then one tried to come up, cut it shy, and the other guy was back and it was like, oh, that was a game changer there. You guys blew it. That was a rough one. Yeah. We were all we were pumped. That was like our first big encounter. We're like, here we go. Yeah. Well, what was crazy is that outcrop. Remember we got up and we walked to that cliff edge mm-hmm. and then they had that rock outcrop yeah. looking over that with the elk ant, print and the elk print right on yeah. the edge, and I was just like, "That's badass!" There, he imagines just some Lion King, yeah, <laughs> exactly, some big majestic beast up there just screaming across that valley. Out would love. That was impressive. It. Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy impressive. I mean, what do you think that cliff was at least two hundred feet above those treetops? Dead. you know that was nuts? Um, yeah, that was that was. Funny, but at the same time, it was pretty cool, right? We got we got a little bit tricked there, but uh I still did some enjoyed tricking. it. Yeah, that excitement of that that bugle fest, man. Unfortunately, that was really the only one we got into. Outside of that, I mean, one of the things that frustrated the hell out of me was that road right next to base camp, and guys would roll up oh, over yeah. that that drainage below playing us. music yeah playing music out of their trucks and bugling out the window with the music blaring and the truck playing and then start
2: a conversation 30 seconds after the bugle mm-hmm.
1: loud as could be and it was constant i mean it was like what are you what are you guys thinking and maybe that's a practice right but it's like at some point you got to know that that animal at least in my head that animal can hear that bugle from a mile away and damn near pinpoint within five feet of where that sound came from. So do you think that that animal knows an elk that's listening to ACDC while his Chevy, <laughs> <laughs> while his Chevy is sitting there rumbling? That was crazy. That was it. Was it just didn't even make sense no, to me? It didn't. It was stupid. Or or on the quad right and revving the quad and then you know. Poor! Piping off this bugle that sounded like, uh, Yeesh. yeah, <laughs> it was just like, good lord, man, um, dang.
2: After seeing it so much, I was just like, they have to be doing this for fun. They have to,
1: they, they have to be stopping by just to do it. Yeah, just to blow, just to blow the tube. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. right? Because there was times where I even said it, like I'm dying to call. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing's calling, but I'm dying to call. But that's part of the. I, it is part of the fun and excitement of that game, mm-hmm. right? Is is.
2: I think I think that's why I like it a lot more than, than deer hunting. It's because you could
1: call. You don't have a to be stealthy. More well, you, you had said sp- it. You were like, man, I like this way more because I don't have to worry about every freaking twig under yeah. my foot. <laughs> but, it wasn't. It wasn't far off, of a deer hunt. I mean we, it's, s- we saw a lot of deer though too.
0: <laughs> saw a lot of deer. Should have
1: had a deer tag. Yeah, Even turkey, did. huh? What yeah. Oof, a buttload of turkey. turkey. Everything we didn't have a tag for was running around those woods. With yep. us, including a them. bear with a cub. <laughs> now that was that was funny. Uh, All right, so we'll go through that one.
2: Sitting there. I remember what I was doing. I was just sitting. I think we're f- we just woke up from a nap. Just woke up from a nap. Tony Tony goes, bear. And I didn't even look. I just reach in the bino harness and grab out the Glock. <laughs> and I'm already pointed. And I didn't I didn't rack it yet, but I was just, my hand was right there. And I was like, if this sucker moves any closer, I'm going to rack it. And sure enough, she darted it off. And I was like, whoo.
1: Well, it's funny. Okay, so we'll go through the whole, the whole thing. You were still laying down. I uh-huh. had just got up. Right. So I was right next to that tree. They were 15 feet away. That was a nice bear. The sow and the cub. And I heard bear and I'm looking and I and then I see his eyes train and then I heard cub. So I started going for the bear spray. Right. And I just bear bear. I didn't want to blow the spot. So I didn't <laughs> want uh-huh. to get loud. So bear bear bear, you know, and they booked it and I looked down and that was, a, that was hilarious. That oh. was almost as good as the mayonnaise sandwich, which we're going to talk about. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but to look down and I'm like, son, <laughs> you got to go for the bear spray first. You remember that? And yes. you were like, nah, dad, you went for the bear spray. I went for the tule. <laughs> <laughs> if that bear spray didn't work. I had it going. That was hilarious. I was like, all right, I know who has my back on this one. <laughs> That freaking little G twenty seven was out as fast as than, Usain Bolt. Yeah, I couldn't even get my bear spray out fast enough. That was hilarious. And I was you had just leaned up. I don't even think. I think you were still laying down when you heard bear. Mm-hmm. And that bear was. And I looked I, to my left, and then I. I she would have stepped on you in once three more steps. Yeah. Hadn't we seen it? Was, that could have been ugly. I mean, that really could have been ugly if he didn't see that that sow and that cub when he did. I mean, they were literally 15 feet away from that. I was looking at the picture today and you can see my pack is like five feet from you. And then that log that they were were about to step over was another 10 feet away. I mean, I was super close. And that wasn't, what did we see? We saw two other bear? Well, yeah, we saw one. I saw the one big one across from camp.
2: Across the way, yeah.
1: And then we saw that. The one we
2: saw through the binos?
1: Yeah. And then we saw that little one that was pretty late in the hunt. I think that was like day 9 or 10. That little one come flying out of the woods there, probably those cattle. And that's another thing that, I, that I'm that i curious, right, as far as the elk goes. Um, I don't know. What do you think? 400? cattle? 500 head of cattle running around. I mean, we tried so to lied. get away from those damn cattle. Could it? And we could not get away from them. We're like, okay, there's no cattle. And then you hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Sons of bitches! Ooh. I mean, it was cattle
2: everywhere, and would we think we thought they were in uh, in rut too? Well, they do
1: that. That one was gonna. Yeah, that was it, a trip. It was about to. Uh, it was about Mount to the rut the car. Yeah, <laughs> it was about to rut on the truck. That was crazy. That's son of, he was huge, man. He was. That thing was slobbering and snotting, looked psycho, just screaming, eyes wide. I mean, when it so so we're driving up the road, we hear this thing screaming. He turns at us off the side of the road and he's looking <laughs> and he just starts
0: screaming Drool. at us
1: yeah drooling snotting just pounds of it <laughs> and we got up and flump <laughs> he piped he let, out he, he let he let a few inches <laughs> out <laughs> he piped out like he was going to mount the front of that Tacoma and tear it apart he didn't understand Hell why no. we Get were me out of there. oh it was funny i was like he's going to mount the truck that was hilarious I' definitely some highs for a trip that was an ass kicker there was definitely some enough laughter on it to keep the spirits yeah. going pretty spirit good it was good the whole time yeah I mean oh the mayonnaise the, man- <laughs> the mayonnaise sandwich was <laughs> oh stupid. let's get this straight so you told me <laughs> <laughs> you told me I said do you want
2: mayonnaise on on both sides or you said mayonnaise on both sides I was like of one piece of
1: bread no you didn't say one piece of bread i
2: said i said of the bread you said on both sides and i said yes (laughs) so so then i put mayonnaise on both sides of the bread so therefore if, if you have two slices You got four sides of mayonnaise. mayonnaise.
1: (laughs) I've never in my life. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what the hell? But you're talking
2: about all these fat calories. So I'm putting two and two together in my head. I'm like, all right, probably the fat calories. Yeah, today was a little bit rough. Oh, man. Okay, uh, I see see what you're doing
1: here. And then I was like, I I could never do it, but all right. (laughs) I never thought in a million years I would have to make the distinction on both sides means the both insides of the bread That's why I don't work at a restaurant joint. (laughs) My cheeks are hurting right now. That's funny. Oh, man, that was hilarious. Sandwich was good, though, huh? You know what? After, that was probably one of our longest days. I think we topped probably close to nine miles that day. And that was, and I don't care for mayonnaise. That was the best damn mayonnaise sandwich in the world. I don't know how you did it. Huh? I don't know how you did it. Well, Okay, so my thought process was I need the calories. We have... A certain amount of food for a certain amount of time. I can't waste nothing. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, that was the best damn mayonnaise sandwich ever. That was freaking hilarious. So what about Sas- that? Sasquatch fuels were the best uh meals, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Compared to the all the others. Yeah, yeah. That was and that was cool, right? Because I believe <laughs> in I really believe in what Andrew's doing. You know that. Uh-huh. And uh yeah. I'm not going to, we won't say the other ones, but just about every other popular we will say, um, available to hunters, you know, the ones that hunters use a lot. Um, he, his meals absolutely put them to shame in, in taste, in caloric value energy wise. I think I performed the best. When I ate those meals, mm-hmm. they didn't bog me down or make me sluggish. Yeah, or that, that
2: was another thing.
1: What? That my shits weren't as big. <laughs> that, but that's a problem with the other ones, uh-huh. right? And that's one of the things that I was like, I can't eat that because it's gonna give me bubble gut beyond belief. Yeah, and I can't eat fifteen hundred calories and then ask my body to go do another four and a half, five miles. focus on digestion and focus on performance on the mountain. Mm -hmm. It just, in my head, it does not make sense. Okay, I get back to camp and it's 9.30 at night and I need to repair and refuel for the next day. Okay, I'm going to have a calorie load. But if, and my thought process is, if I space my calories correctly throughout the day and I get the caloric intake that I'm shooting for, and then I have some means of recovery or repair after that day, that even if it's outside of my caloric parameter, it's not going to hurt me, but I'm not, my body's not focused on 1500 calories of digestion while I'm trying to perform. And the bubble gut oh, is with, dude, there was a couple of those where it was like the odor that was coming off of. Us eating them, I, I didn't even eat them. It was bad. It was like, Oof. wow, you're a different person after <laughs> eating that. And the salt, the sodium content. Tony got remember his hands were it all was swollen. swollen. Yeah, I mean that. There's no way that that is backcountry fuel. I don't give a flying chili bean fart. There's no <laughs> way that we should be putting that in us. Uh-huh. It was shit was ridiculous, ridiculous. It just confirmed, and I'm glad you brought it up, but it confirmed why. I support Sasquatch fuel and what Andrew's trying to do. Uh-huh. And those bags aren't... We were crazy with our trash. We were picking up other folks' trash, yep. right? Nature Valley bars, Gatorade bottles. Aspirin wrappers. Yep. Only thing I wouldn't pick cans. up is ass wipes. We, and, and hunters, please, when you guys are out there, take a little latrine, man. Take a, your boot, your heel of your boot. Take a, <laughs> a, a freaking stick shit in a hole and so tony in, doesn't pick up your shit stick <laughs> yeah and and <laughs> bury your paper i mean what is that like i'm gonna just shit right here and i'm gonna leave my paper to blow all over i, I think we it's saw disgusting. it three different four yeah. times and we were going miles and dudes are just crapping and leaving it and it's like what the hell's? what is that yep. like <laughs> i would
2: me a nice spot i'd dig a little hole sit on a log with a
1: view yeah you were looking over overlooking that cliff man <laughs> um yeah that was that that part of it i was i'm unimpressed with trash but that i was that was deplorable in my opinion i'm sorry dig a flipping hole it it doesn't take much freaking effort you know you don't even have to carry a little shovel or anything with you at least we were digging ours mm-hmm. ah dang um yeah that's nasty and that was funny too that was another that was another highlight to be sitting there around camp grabbing firewood Tony goes and reaches for a stick
2: all downhill from it
1: was all downhill we'll leave it at that it was downhill but man that was uh that was hilarious I mean yeah Dick moved to laugh at a situation like that because it's not your hand that's uh been violated. No, it was hilarious. That was funny, dude. <laughs> that was too funny, <laughs> it was hilarious. I to me it looked like bear poop. Yeah, it it, was. it, it looked like bear poop. He probably picked that up different. and like I said, we had a bear around our camp a couple nights. And uh yeah, that was uh <laughs> that was something else. What about the uh What about the physical? The physical? Um
2: I still got it in me, you know, I mean, I, I feel like uh, for the people who don't know, I've played football growing up um, uh, and it's built me to where I'm a, I am can uh, handle a lot more physical activity than I would be able to if I didn't play football. So I'd say it, 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 honestly, it was tough. It was tough. Like you said, we're getting towards the end, the end, uh, ending days. I, it was tough. I was fatiguing, but physical wise I, I wasn't I wasn't uh too much in pain at all. Um like I, I was fatiguing, but we would repair properly when we'd get back to camp and even in the field and I felt perfect.
1: I, I was good. So it was uh when it when when you felt the tolls of it, was it it was more mental? it was yeah definitely more mental definitely more mental that that point of because i i never really felt it like i i started to fill in my hips later like day nine ten like my hips were kind of filling it with all that and there was a lot of damn downhill Mm -hmm. like i don't think i prepared myself for the amount of downhill the uphill was is one thing right when you're in altitude and you're not used to it but i think we all kind of settled in on that and it was just like it is what it is although one one day my my shoulders were killing me but that was because my pack was i had it kind of off center yeah yeah we fi- i think that Wompity was an easy fix. and then the first couple days right we were carrying a lot of provisions mm-hmm. and i and i knew I, I knew
2: i didn't i didn't prepare with my pack or anything so i knew i was going to feel it a bit so I, I i had no expectations but i was expecting to physically feel it so i didn't know how much i didn't know how little but i i didn't prepare like you did you know mm-hmm. so it, i I did expect some some pain, and it, it was nothing compared to the worst possibility I could have thought of. Right, of it, yeah. You
1: know? No, we did. I mean, we did some hard freaking miles. Looking back on pictures, it was like there's <laughs> yeah. some misery on some faces here and there. But I, again, I think a lot of that was, it was the mental <laughs> game, right? It was like it would have been easier to say, okay, let's wrap it. Let's go back to camp. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was like, it would all have day. felt good. Once yeah, a, yeah, exactly. And it was all day hunts. It wasn't, I think maybe once or twice we were like, okay, let's go wrap it for a bit and then go back after mm-hmm. it. And I think that was later. Right. I think we did that maybe once one day. Yeah, and then the twice. one day we said, let's run down to town. Um, we, had, we definitely had to re up on some, some provisions. Mm. Um, you know, making water was cool, but there's nothing like just being able to have water at camp and just yeah. drink water. Um, so, yeah, that I, the mental part of it, just just fighting that, it, it became a constant voice. Like, do we need to go further? You know, why go further? You know, there's nothing here. Um, that part of it was, that was pretty tough. And that was the one thing that I said going in there, like, if I don't punch my tag, if I can get you on elk, as long as I beat those voices, because they're, they're going to pose, you know, they're going to present themselves at some point, right? It's just not, I'm, we're not out there 24 seven, you know, I wish September wasn't the fastest month in the, of the year. Um, Cause that was a fast ass 11 days. Oh, it was, it, it flew, it did. Fast it 11 did. days. Um, the plan was 16 um 11 days is a long ass time to be out there chasing uh especially for as little as you know we ended up seeing towards the latter part of that hunt there because mm-hmm. i think the last real good experience we had was what day six day seven and by now. then
2: i had we had already seen more deer in cow yeah. and bear than we seen
1: <laughs> elk yeah elk. we saw i mean we in had cow. yeah we had that chance so that's something to talk about, right? So that chance encounter, you know, we had just stepped into the woods.
2: My mind was just clearing up. Coffee was just kicking in. Crossed that little creek. I was not expecting it at all. <laughs> well, at, not one bit. I wasn't even thinking about it.
1: Well, we had that. I told I was, you, right? I was
2: preparing. In my head, I was preparing for the day. I was like, all right, just getting ready. Because we are in, we are in for what? Fifth, in the woods for 15 minutes if? I don't even know if it was that long. Yeah, I don't even know. And I was just preparing myself and just walking. Next thing you know, cross that little creek, go go up a little bit, and I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> and I, I froze up. And I I I saw I saw them, and I was just I didn't know what to think. I was shocked. Huge. First thing I think I, I I like reach I reach for my bow, and I kind of like stiffened up. I was like,
1: "Oh." <laughs> That's a big animal. Yeah.
2: It's a big animal. And I didn't even, I, I, I was like, when I saw the bull, I was like, damn. But, <laughs> but uh, I didn't even get a, a great look at him. I saw I had a good look, but I was just so, I don't know. I was, I was so focused. I didn't really get to
1: like enjoy looking at him. Right. You know? But it, it was zero. Because it happened so quick yeah, too. It was zero to a hundred and like 0.0 seconds. I mean, literally, right? There's elk. Oh my god, there's a bull. And then we have a, a cow cat. Cow, cow. Yeah. Standing. She was she was close enough. And that's what I told you guys. Uh-huh. I was looking at the veins and counting the hair in, in her, her freaking ear as she was staring at us. Yeah, she was really close. Right. What do you I'm gonna say twelve yards max. Yeah, twelve yards, right? She totally peeled off the herd. There was a herd. Well, we'll call it a herd, right? This it looked like the bull was gathering his cows and he had three or four with him. Um the small one being one and uh yeah once she was that close she spooked and then everything just unfolded just virtually instantly right I mean it went from wow we might have an opportunity to see you later opportunity (laughs) but a chance encounter right I mean it wasn't even it wasn't even like we called it in Mm -hmm. you know we didn't we had no interaction it was just oh shoot, there's elk crossing the same path we're crossing. And yeah. out of nowhere, right? They came out of dark timber out into the Aspens and we're just in the wide open for a split second. That
2: seemed, now it seems like that was probably about 20 seconds,
1: 20, 30 seconds that all happened. You think it was that long? I don't even know if it was that long. So quick. I don't think it was that it's long. quick. Because she was already within 20 feet of us when we saw her, yeah, true. right? We saw her first. Well, I I I was third person in line, so you guys saw him before me. But to me, it seemed like it was, just, it was it was seconds. I don't, I don't know. You say twenty or thirty. I say it was less than that. Yeah, twenty or thirty seconds. That should have been a dead damn bull. Yeah, true. But seeing that, seeing the cow. Well, I I didn't see the bull at first. Right. At first, I had just seen the cow. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was part of it too. The bull right, was further away. To, yeah, you know. The The first cow shooter froze like a bronze statue in the majesty and the size and grandeur of elk. I mean, he was literally a bronze statue holding a bow oh, with his eyes, his eyes were like, Silver dollars. <laughs> silver dollars, silver dollars <laughs> yeah, there you go they were huge he was just frozen and i'm thumper 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 you know and she uh-huh. she held there for a few seconds yeah. and she was like okay something's up i'm out of here you know that cover that we were by mm-hmm. looking at it after the fact was just i mean we were lucky they didn't just bust out you know good camo though a, a lot a lot of the stuff that
2: i learned on this trip i had i wish i would have known before but that's you know that's what this trip is for for me I learn like next. So next year, I go with you to Colorado or Ohio, YO, wherever you decide you want to go. I uh, now you know now I know I I had nothing to compare it to or right. anything. It was a, it was a whole brand new experience to me rather than having the camos on and holding a rifle. You know, mm-hmm. I mean I've done that before, but it's it, every, everything about the trip was new to me. I mean, you know, we've we've packed in meals and stuff before, but i've never carried a pack that was new to me you know carrying my own water was even new to me (laughs) (laughs) that's true huh i don't think you really had to so so now i'd say going into it next year i definitely definitely will have a better what do you want to call that just overall better experience, I guess you could say. Yeah, a better view on it too, better right? View, got, a,
1: got a little bit of the the jitters or freeze up out of it.
2: Cause that's and, a, I, and I, I wasn't I wasn't nervous one single bit. I wasn't none of that. You, even though you told me when when the bull gets in front of you and you scream, I, I wasn't nervous. I was
1: I was really excited. Um, but I, I didn't you. think you would be nervous, right? You've been and and just to so everybody knows you've been killing shit since you were seven years old mm-hmm. like you know albeit rifle um shotgun but without hesitation dead eye super marksmanship at as seven years old um you know one shot one kill type you know hunting so i didn't think you would freeze up um but i knew seeing <laughs> the greatness that is elk mm-hmm it, that that mess is next level. Yeah. <laughs> Your heart rate goes up, man, and you're just like, "Damn, that's." A I wouldn't
2: would even say I have. I've had a full encounter yet. I'm, no, I'm, I've I haven't had a full encounter. No, what I had was just a glimpse. Like, yeah. no, bu- there's no bugle
1: or nothing from that bull. Well, he did. He bugled at he, his he is, a yeah, but times. no bugle. No, no, no bugle. not not what, not what you've been told and expected and you know the stuff you see yeah Yeah. but i think i mean to a point right it was it was a good lesson for you oh yeah definitely that's what i'm saying yeah it was a great lesson for me um because man there was nothing that prepared me for that silence because everything
2: you prepared for was perfect and one thing you didn't even
1: think about happened Yeah. yeah i mean it was crazy and then one thing that's amazing and i'll and i'll never understand it is how something that big can be so (sighs) GD elusive in the woods. It just doesn't even make sense to me. Doesn't even make sense to me. Never will. (laughs) We were within, we played the wind perfectly in almost every situation that we were in. Mm -hmm. There was a couple times where the wind was just crazy. We were within a few yards of deer more than... A handful of times, we had a stare down with that nice velvet buck. Oh, that's crazy, cool. right? He was still Never in velvet and, in real life. Um, was cool. And he was dead. If we had a tag, that dude oh, stood yeah. there like something's going on over there. You're but saying to no you, like his
2: vitals, his vitals are right above that. Uh, yeah,
1: he was dead. I that mean, log. that was a chip shot of thirty-five yards. That dude, and he had, he knew something was there. He had no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, we came across more freaking deer. And that was a bummer not to have that tag, but and that was something that That's I was going to do, really yeah. But before, I was going to apply, I was going to try and get you a deer tag, uh-huh. but I wanted to focus on. I didn't yeah. want to focus on anything but right, just yeah. have you know the. No,
2: I'm glad, tag. I'm glad, I'm glad we did it that way. Yeah, I think it was the best bet, right? Just focus on elk and. <laughs> and if you would have told me you got me a deer tag, I'd just been like, stick to the elk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. I do I do
1: enjoy deer hunting but Well you got an archery deer tag that you gotta fill mm-hmm. here so it's either sex so I'll take you to the honey hole and we'll get some freezer meat since we came home elkless. <laughs> so um what else? I don't even know what else to talk about really with it. I mean that was that was a ass kicker. Yeah. It was just grind, 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 grind after smacking a face smacking a face smacking yeah. a face
2: It's definitely a good smack in the face though. It was, yeah. it was a smack in the face that felt good. <laughs> yeah. To a yeah. point.
1: I mean there's
2: I, I, I I'm saying looking at it from in retrospect, mm-hmm. you know. It's uh it definitely it
1: felt really good. It's resetting to say the least. And one thing, I mean, and that's one of the things that was kind of a a bitch with it all, right? And and it kind of Put your mentality in perspective for me, right? You were plagued with nosebleeds. You had a nosebleed. I mean, it was constant. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Actually, I started to get a little bit worried. After about day two or day three. Of the nosebleed. They were going crazy. Yeah. they were. I mean, it was just constant nosebleeds. Yes. Um, glasses broke. Yeah. <laughs> right. So lost what? arm broke and then we lost a screw that holds the le- the frame into the lens yep. or the lens around the frame however you say that you made it work of course um yeah a little ingenuity and some athletic tape um but the part of the part that i really appreciated was you never nothing ever downed you like the whole time like you mm-hmm. were just like I'm cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Right. And then going. That's how and I it,
2: felt the whole time I was there. I was just, just being in the woods. I just felt like I'm good. Like I didn't have to worry about a phone. None
1: of that. None of it. That was nice. None of it. I've been, yeah, that phone is. Zero. Troubled me since we've been home. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, that was, that was amazing.
2: I encourage everyone to take a break from it.
1: Yeah. For two weeks. <laughs> I encourage anybody to go try 11 days in the woods like yeah. that. You know what I mean, and just persevere and see what you're made of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. It'll really, it'll test you, because there is times, man. I like I I looked at those pictures today. Just been kind of going through them a little bit, and then looking at some of the film. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some pictures, and it's like, damn, I remember that moment. Yeah. So that
2: that was my thing. Like the I for me, it was the overall goal was to have two elk on top of the jeep on the way home but my personal goal was just to see just to see what it could do for my 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 mental well-being you know Mm -hmm. i just wanted to see what it would do and it was didn't let me down one
1: single bit so more than i expected if we could talk about it right so right before we left um you had a situation with your buddy Mm -hmm. um with dylan right and and very unfortunate um that he took his life um that was kind of a heartbreaker Uh uh-huh right that was and i was hoping that getting you into nature would kind of help kind of bring that in um did did, did, what was the thought process i was actually i was really proud of you there too because you were like you know what this is going to help me just take this all in Mm -hmm. and think about this and and it really puts stuff in perspective. Yeah,
2: some some of the times I like on the on the downtime, or even when we were walking, sometimes I'd just be thinking stuff, thinking about a few things like back home, or just like a few like situations that need to be handled, what I need to do to better myself. Da 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 da, just surface level stuff, saying, but it goes deeper than that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, and I, just just having that like in the woods, you could freely think. You could sit there and think. When you're sitting in your living room, you have a TV in front of you, you have mom walking by, you have sister in the room over, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's, it's different. Um, And especially it's just like, like, yeah, I have you next to me. I, I, but it's, it's different. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard to explain, but just being out of your comfort zone gives you a new perspective of the situation at hand. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what's better than new comfort zone than nature, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's one of the, and you know, for me, that that's one of the reasons that I love hunting so much, right? As Mm -hmm. much as I want to tag out. No, you come home happy every single time. Yeah. With none or hands full. Yeah, it doesn't. And there's times where I'll go into situations knowing that, okay, this is a stupid situation to go into hunting, Mm -hmm. but I know what it's going to do for me mentally, um, it's going to push me to that point where I have some level of growth. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and I love
2: fishing. I love fishing. I'd say I, I love, I love fishing a bit more than hunting. It's just my personal preference. It's just my (laughs) personal preference because, because for me, I, I like to catch, you know, I, I like to get them. I, I, I like to hold them. I like to, you know, I want them right then and there. But I would say the experience of hunting is unmatched.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I get you, right? But, well, I, I, we do pretty good fishing. No, no, no. I, I, I love, fish that's what I'm saying. I love
2: fishing and even the experience of fishing is cool. But the experience of
1: hunting in Colorado, at least, was unmatched. What do you think? Why do you think that is? I mean, just so there's the nature part of it. For me, it's again, going back to that physical and mental, like push beyond whatever my perceived limit is Mm -hmm. physically, right? When the voices start chattering for what, for what, for what, for what, getting past that, right? And then getting past the next bit of chatter Mm -hmm. and the next bit of chatter and go, and like you said, the one day, and I think I, I said that already, Damn, I'm proud I just made I made it up, up here. There, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we made it all the way to the top of this damn thing. Mm-hmm. And there was no point in it, really. Just the fact yeah. that we could. Exactly. <laughs> it just it was just like, you know, let's do this. See, and I think like if you interpret that to your day
2: to day life, that's really important, is just doing stuff for yourself rather than like a a general purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Stuff to make yourself feel good growth exactly yeah and
1: that was and that was like no nobody
2: knows that we just did that besides
1: us Mm -hmm. but we feel a certain way about it Mm -hmm. so i mean it actually was that that trip that trip changed a whole lot of outlooks for me yeah
2: no definitely definitely
1: right that was
2: and just like you said just with my friend passing recently and stuff i mean it it gave me a lot of new outlooks mm -hmm. and i think that was perfect timing with the with the colorado trip i mean with that happening i'm not saying it's
1: right understood you get on going on. right but it, it couldn't have come Any other. at a better time for the trip exactly. when that happened right you were able to get out there and reconnect with nature and, and get that perspective exactly. change right um, which is again like you said it's hard to do when you're in the living room and the tv is there and the phone's next to you, you know, and- That that's one thing man that damn phone oh man I can't do it (laughs) I
2: I had I deleted my Instagram for a while people on the podcast who don't know I've I've been off of Instagram since we've left Colorado a bit before we left Colorado I think I got off on what what day did we leave for Colorado uh 11th or 12th I I was off the 9th and (laughs) I've been off since and like um I model as well so uh they're they're they asked me oh um when you gonna be back on and I'm sitting here just thinking, like I don't even want to go back on. <laughs> it. Like, no, I know, I know, I need to for that. But sh-. and and now, and now, I even have a better perspective of when I go back on it. I I, I have more self control,
1: you know. Right. And that's, I mean, even with with me, like we got back, and man, I was just like, damn that phone, yeah. damn Instagram. Like I gotta, you know, I gotta grind for the podcast. Um, but man, it was so freeing not to be connected to just just leave it all alone you know i just i think i made it's
2: easier said than done
1: (laughs) hell yeah Yeah, i mean it it is is. you know i don't think we realize how attached to the damn things we are Addiction, yeah until we start to push away from it you know or have to push away from it because of that situation but yeah i agree that 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 part of it is nice yeah (laughs) It was definitely nice. I if telling you what, if it probably if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't even, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, yeah, okay, see this. You could have it. Yep. So unnecessary. Um,
2: it's a good resource to an extent, but yeah. uh, when, so, it, when it interferes with you being in touch at the task at hand, that's when it's problems. time just to, yep. yeah.
1: Cut it. Cut it, cut it. Said the wise 17 year old folks. <laughs> So one of the things that I want to touch on is we had a ton of gear, um, a ton of gear and a lot of your gear came from friends, from partner companies, um, at discounted rates, everything was paid for. There's a few things that we were given for free, um, which is phenomenal to me, right? That, that people took that much interest or you know um, in helping you mm. know out and I appreciate hunt. that as well it was that was badass cool. so um, so talk about and, and we'll do so we're gonna definitely do some reviews right I want to do some reviews uh, on yeah, the gear that we good. got for for the YouTube channel um, and then to get back on track with the podcast we're gonna do some tap Tuesday reviews for companies that have done tap Tuesday episodes. Um, some of the gear I'll review some of the gear I'd like to have you help me review since you used it mm-hmm. and to get that firsthand, of course, you know, I do not and will not stamp or recommend or say any, you know, hoopla hoopla anything about that. You do not anything. Stand that, by. Yeah, I will not absolutely will not do it. I'm not going to push something. I'm free not free or not. I know that. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Right.
2: I, to me, I am. You've been that way with everything you've, ever done though you always you'll always have like what you like you know it'll it'll it's you could have a million of the best
1: options in front of you and you just get what you like and you'll stick with it Mm -hmm. period yep right it won't it's hard to change but what i like has to fit the scenario Mm -hmm. absolutely has to fit the scenario and i'm crazy meticulous about beating the shit out of why i'm gonna use something Mm -hmm. right so (laughs) start off with just real quick ones um one rate gear so your camo we got the camo oh the camos were great camos were great one rate uh
2: really comfortable the knee pads actually saved me (laughs) uh (laughs) really comfortable i like i said i'm a model i work in the fashion industry so the quality made good materials comfortable kept me warm uh i wasn't I wasn't cold in them at all. I think everything was everything was perfect in them. I had not one problem at all. Everything was comfortable. Like I said, could move any which way I wanted. Everything was good. I mean, I I shed a few pounds and I lost some weight in the pants. I mean, a little cinch would have been nice, but Mm -hmm. Uh, no, they were great. They
1: were great. Everything from one rate was. Amazing, solid, huh? Mm-hmm. And you were able to. And the one thing that I appreciated was, it was gear that that kept your mind in the game, uh-huh. on the task at hand, right? Because there's times where, and I and I think as a hunters, everybody's been in that situation where you're out there and you're cold, or you're out there and you're hot, and you can't, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, layer this, layer that, mm-hmm. um, and that was one thing. You never complained about being cold. Well, one night yeah. you claimed. One evening hunt, you complained about being cold, but that's because you left your jacket wore, yep. no and wore a sweatshirt. And I was just
2: wearing the Western Contours hoodie. That's it. Right. I had Which no is a warm day.
1: hoodie. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: definitely a warm hoodie, but uh, it was freezing. Um, that was a yeah, cold I, was for I, I, evening. The only time I complained about being cold other than that was going to sleep, and I wasn't sleeping in my camo. So. Right.
1: That's- and then that pattern, that pattern blended into just about every scenario we were in. And that was one of the questions that I had, right, was how is this pattern going to do in different scenarios, Mm -hmm. in different, you know, terrain, in different fauna? And it impressed the heck out of me. I mean, I have pictures of you and I'm looking and I'm like, (laughs) damn. Like that, I mean, it really did a good job of setting into and breaking up your pattern in almost every different bit of terrain that we Mm -hmm. were in. It was awesome um wilderness packs great it's great uh no complaints
2: I mean I, I just like one ray I mean I'd say it's it was super comfortable um it was light I I'm not used to having a pack on me so my shoulders were a bit fatigued um that's not the packs fault it's my fault no. <laughs> Um, but no it was really comfortable everything we needed to fit in there fit in there perfect mm. you know uh I'm not a pack specialist, I don't know much about packs at all, but I could can say it was comfortable, you know.
1: So so everybody understands, you know, we we ran three days of provisions um, in the packs, plus sleeping bags, plus hammocks, plus um, rain fly, everything we needed to camp in the woods for three days, uh, plus water, right? We were running three liter Camelbacks inside, inside our packs. Um, so three day provisions, right? Plus everything else, right? Um, a hoodie, you got your sissy sticks, stuff like that, right? Those necessities, uh, utility kit, emergency kit, kill kit. Um so I want to say that your pack was right around thirty two pounds, about thirty two pounds with water
0: mm-hmm.
1: for most of for most of our hunt. Um, until we started base camping, and, and we figured out okay that's the way we're gonna run.
2: Mm-hmm. And I've I've never uh, ran a pack before, so once I figured out how how to s- strap the pack better for to suit my needs, um, it was it was a lot better. I mean, I'd say the first the first two days my shoulders were killing, but that was because I had the pack all woppity. I think post. too.
1: Well, I noticed too. Hindsight again is the way you were putting your pack on, right? You started focusing on your hips, Mm -hmm. right? Getting it on your hips, right? Yeah, as soon as I did that, that that's what helped the game changer. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I appreciate in a good pack is that weight transfer, right? Having that weight kind of evenly distributed between my hips and my shoulders. Um, And then the way that pack moves with you, it's just enough rigidity um, to offer that comfort. I was sleeping in it, so... Yeah. When,
2: we, when we would take naps in the field, I'd <laughs> yeah, just leave it on. the pack on and just cash out.
1: Um, so you got your, so you got Wilderness packs. Um, oh, the gators from Wilderness. Gators. was are good. Um, um, what I, I, I used, I didn't use them that, that much. I
2: used much, them right. twice. Uh, again, those are, those are great. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know too much about gators either, but they're. They were doing the, yeah, the they, yeah. they did what they had to do.
1: I and and that was, you know, we got that rain, so I was worried about getting out there, getting those boots wet, and you were wearing a lower boot. Um worried about getting those. Oh, one of my favorites. Talk about the smart wool socks, buddy. Smart wool
2: socks. First night, feet frozen. Second night, Dad, can I get some socks? Feet warm. <laughs> uh no, the smart wools were great. Uh how many I, I used
1: what? We went with like fourteen or 15 fourteen <laughs> or sixteen pair of them. I
2: didn't want I didn't want to take them off. I was scared if I took them off I was gonna have to warm my feet back up. <laughs> so I'd let them stay on my stinky old feet for about what two and a half, three days.
1: I, I think we were
2: running <laughs> everything about two days, three yeah, days. Two, three days, and then I'd switch them out. But no, they were really comfortable. I, I didn't have a problem with my feet once besides the first and second day. That's about with it. Almost everything I had problem with the first second day right. and then after Settled that
1: into it yep um I really like I really liked those mid-season smart wolves the ones that you ended up saying I want more of these oh yeah those were uh-huh. I think those were the best ones that's yeah. their hunt phd line and those were I think comfort wise they were the best ones now
2: they they're them. really comfortable really comfortable yeah and the boots the boots were uh a bit big for me too so it was nice to have those thick socks were they yeah just a little bit not like cr- nothing crazy i'm a nine and a half in the way was uh 11 and a half those are 11 and a half yeah you're wow.
1: not, i don't think you're a nine and a half huh those are those are my 11 and a half yeah
2: they, but they fit yeah. with like perfect i don't yeah, know. I think your weird.
1: toes must be crumbled in your shoes <laughs> <laughs> um what else did we get we had the bendable products which which you all you really had was your bugle tube holder. Yep. Which that thing is awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved mine. To have that that when we when we would take our packs off and I would take just my you know calling stuff and I'd put the the tube around my um over my shoulder uh-huh. like the little lanyard on it. You know it would drive me crazy. It absolutely drove me crazy. It would bump my bounce ball, everywhere. And, yeah, I hated it. Yeah. But man, that that tube holder from Bendable Products to be able just to slip that thing in there um super super easy to grab it it gave me zero problems and one of the things i was worried about was the tube coming out and i don't know had a problem
2: i didn't have i was worried about that too because i was like "Ah, i can't lose this thing and then uh it not once did it come out not at all what else oh your county six bino harness oh that was great um I didn't have binos on me but I had the rangefinder. Uh what else? I have? Your bear spray. Bear spray, the Glock. Uh it was comfortable. I mean I I am not uh too I don't know too much information about different bino
1: harnesses but for that being the first one I've ever worn it was it was great. I mean, I'd wear it again. I'm going to wear, keep wearing it. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the reasons I'm asking, right? Cuz that's a plus. Um a lot of times, I think we're tainted by Brand branding and industry and I stuff like no that. I have no idea about any of that. Right. So everything that you're in the hunting industry. doing, you're trusting me to be providing yeah. <laughs> the gear, right? So because I
2: know how you are, I know yeah. I know you're not going to stand by something you don't
1: believe in. And I'm definitely not going to have my son run crap. Um, is probably the first. Thing. Though you know what I, I will say, and. Uh, I'm looking at the box here. The one thing I was not impressed with was that damn solar panel and... Uh, oh, yeah. And that little uh, power pack. Yeah. That did not... Pain in the ass. Yeah, that didn't impress me one bit. I mean... For, for, the, some, for the
2: money you paid for it, I was kind of pissed off.
1: Yeah, I wasn't... And the guy at REI was swearing by it. Yeah, that's going back to REI. Um, that, I, I'm not gonna say the brand name. Um, it's going back. Anybody wants to know shoot me a dm uh i'll tell you which one not to buy um worst the worst experience i've ever had with any power source or you would get
2: a quarter of a bar it's like it's like what five blue lights and we would let it sit out a whole day 13 hours of hunting and
1: it would get a quarter of charge and that would last 15 minutes if that and then when i did have full it was one phone charge, and it drained the entire storage for one phone charge. That's not the claim on the packaging. Um, it's supposed to do four phone charges or two tablets. Um, that that thing did not, yeah, did not impress me. It's a at
2: durable all. little
1: thing, but they the design fooled us. <laughs> yeah, I I think the name fooled me is what fooled me, and the dude didn't know what he was talking about. I don't think. Yeah. Um, what else did you run that? that was uh I have my western contours okay. gear on available at yeah westerncontours.com <laughs> <laughs> check out the store let me know your size um now okay so you brought it up the hoodies are sick that's what i'm saying
2: i, I that was a really comfortable hoodie yeah I love that was that the first
1: hoodie. time i really like wore it you know yeah i love that hoodie um Oh, we had our little, our bendable products going back to them. Oh yeah, on the hats. Yeah, the the, uh, hats. the diaphragm quiver. That thing was freaking a lifesaver. No, for it was, because I remember a
2: few times you, you'd be looking for it and then, you'd like, ah. It's on my hat. <laughs> you'd be surprised, you'd be like, ah, it's on
1: my hat. <laughs> oh, it's so easy too, because you just pop it in, pop uh-huh. it out, like no brainer, yeah, right? And it kept the diaphragm freaking nice and didn't have to worry about it drying out wrong. When you or... first show, showed me that, I was like, ah, it's a good idea. Heck yeah. That's a good idea. So bendable products, I mean, bendable products actually gave us a few things. Um, and one of them was my quiver that I kept on my bino harness that, uh, hold multiple diaphragms and I'll get into that on a review, but uh shout out to bendable products. Um, everything that we got from bendable was, was perfect. Like so simple, but like game changer type. Oh, and in it, that brings up, that was a perfect segue Whoa, <laughs> Game changer. my baby, right? Freddie Lopez. Um, the game changer
2: yeah what surprised me i didn't know you could use it the other way around when i saw you doing that i was like does he know and then, <laughs> and then i asked you and then you're like no and you explained it to me i was like
1: oh that's smart i didn't think of it that this much. thing the the amplitude that this thing creates yeah was in, the, in the woods it's unreal. different
2: real yeah because I, I hear it at home all the time you know in the garage and in, in the house but Hearing it in the woods was that was crazy. Yeah,
1: it was it's insane yeah. what this thing, especially does. that one. Yes, that one. Yeah, the Some game changer that. is uh, is a phenomenal addition to your diaphragm. I mean, just unbelievable what it does in the woods.
2: It sounded really cool.
1: Oh, it sounded man. good. And what happened? I mean, it you get into the woods and it's like the the tonal qualities and the way it amplifies, and as long as you can control. Your diaphragm, and you're good with that call, you can make that game changer just, I mean, it just sings, man. Um, I'm a, is, a
2: novice, novice caller. And like when I'd do the game, that was fun. Yeah. Like I'd have fun with it.
1: Yeah. And that thing gets out there too. No, it's, that's great. It gets out there. Um, And, and what's funny is when it, when I bugled on it, it sounded like the bugles we were getting yeah, from the Bulls. It did. Right. Short, just, quick, yeah. just real low audible um yeah the game changer was was another another favorite um the little flex mark call was oh, super yeah. cool too that, that's right? a really good idea as well um
2: easy to use use that one a lot as well yeah that one was super easy to use um, and i think we did we we got that um we
1: got good responses. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. We, we got, got some it. good responses. I think
2: it was the the first night when we got on that one little bull uh, below camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're using that as well.
1: Even when we, even when we got back on that group that we saw that we had the almost opportunity on, um, I used that that flex mark because they were the cows were doing the only talking, so I just started mimicking them and that was how they were sounding yep. right so it was like okay sound like they sound um so the flex mark was was definitely another one that i really enjoyed um what else what else what else the bows they were dialed i mean that was yeah, a brainer right mm-hmm. and that's an easy one um easy. we both shoot primes they're both tapped out they both have dca custom arrows on it they both were running kudu points Yours were running the hundred grain and I'm running the one twenty-five. Um, both with tap TSS, both with tap uh, stabilizers. Um I think the only difference in our bows is the sights. You know, you're running the black gold, I'm running the spot hog. Um I'm trying to think what else. Oh, what about the thrasher? I had a bunch thrasher. of people say, what is that stick with the string on it, with the paracord on it in your pack? Thrasher. The thrasher. We so, didn't know his name was Thrasher until... Yeah, until we got there. Uh, look how ragged out it is, though. That's pretty bitching. That's, That's a lot cool. of work right there. Yeah. I was hoping to put a notch in it um, for this year. Two notches, actually. But, yeah, we'll have to wait till next year. So what I did is I had an experience four, five, maybe six years ago now. Uh, I went to rake, and I picked up a, a stick and went to rake on a tree, and the stick was dry rot. Snap the stick, and animal never to be seen again. It didn't look my way. It didn't do anything. It heard the snap as soon as I went to rake, and it bolted. Um, that taught me a big lesson, and then I kind of got the idea because Captain James Nash, he runs a spike antler um, that he. I'm assuming that's what what James does is he uses that to rake um, when he's out hunting and when he's out with his clients. So I said, well, I don't have a spike antler and I'm not going to pick up or search for a stick in the heat of the moment and grab a, a dry rot stick. <laughs> so I had some redwood. Um, it was actually supposed to be fashioned into a walking stick or a hiking stick. And it was a cool piece of wood that I had got, I mean, almost perfectly straight. And I had got it up from Jackson State Forest on the turkey hunt a few years ago um cut that sucker down put a piece of paracord in it stuck it into my pack it's virtually no weight maybe yeah was really it's really i'm surprised and it's super weight. durable when you th- when you listen to this thing rake or thump on something mm-hmm. it sounds like antlers yeah, it is. i mean it's like almost perfect um but man look at that wear on that thing we did a number <laughs> to it I and mean, that was some work right oh, there yeah. i'd be sweating <laughs> <laughs> um uh, that one, you know, that one I worked and worked and worked and you guys thought, you were like, oh man, we just knew that bull was coming in. Uh-huh. Um, that was another, I mean, that one's not, you know, outfitted gear or anything like that, but That's definitely. A tool. Um, oh, you know what? The Sawyer, Sawyer. stuff. Yeah. yeah. The Sawyer stuff was, that was sick, right? I mean, well,
2: A few days that I didn't feel like filling up my water because I didn't want the extra weight. Made sure I had the Sawyers and we hit the,
1: the yeah. creek and. Done deal. Here I like has. the S3. That bottle is... Yeah, bottle I'm going to get another one of those. Um, so Sawyer, Sawyer shot us a bunch of uh, gear treatment and insect repellent lotion. Um, but they also shot the Sawyer S3, <clears throat> which is a, uh, a water bottle. And it has a... I'll call it, for the lack of a better term right now, is a pre-filter, right? So you fill this bottle up. There's a filter in it, and that filter that's inside the bottle filters out heavy metals uh, and pesticides. And then you put the the microfilter on top, just just like the Sawyer squeeze squeeze system, um, and it filters out the viruses, etc. So you have this, you know, filter system that's taking everything, and even the odor, right? Because some of that, a lot of that water. The cows were around or or the animals Mm -hmm. were in and you didn't have a bad odor. Sometimes you clean that water and you still kind of get that stink. And man, it was like drinking the freshest spring water, you know, or glacier water you could find. Um, So that thing performed excellently. Um, The insect repellent, I I think outside of stepping on that hornet's nest. Oh, yeah. (laughs) um, And and catching a couple bites and watching you guys run past me as I was getting stung. And you know what? I kept walking and I wasn't it was no problem. And then you guys went by flying by me. And then and that's you when got I s yeah, that's when they were on you, and then that's when they
2: That was right after I got stung. I was yeah. I'm not trying to be anywhere near the things.
1: Um Yeah, that was uh That was some good stuff, man. That was some good stuff. I'm jacked for next year. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Yeah, I can't wait for next year. I just bought our Wyoming points, so hopefully and a matter of fact, I got to call them um, because I should have more than what I have on my thing. And uh, when I bought those points, they didn't show up. So I need to call Wyoming. Wyoming, I'm calling. <laughs> Between you and Colorado, somebody's going to have a dead elk next year. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to take my vendettas one at a time because <laughs> I'm on full blown elk state vendetta mode yeah. with it all. So what else, man? Anything else? Any any valuable lessons outside yeah, of me I, being an elk nut?
2: <laughs> I think I pretty much covered them all. Um, like I said, uh, it was just it was an experience. It was it was uh, eye opening. Definitely going next year. Definitely enjoy myself. Thank you to everybody who. Sent over some gear for me to rock
1: in the field. Um, yeah, just had a great time. Any recommendations for people thinking about it? Was Okay, it. so a lot of people, I get a lot of people, you know, that'll reach out and say, mm-hmm. man, I really want to go elk hunting, but I'm not ready. Or I really want to go elk hunting, but I don't think this. Or
2: I, uh, I'll tell you right now, I wasn't ready. I mean, I was ready, but... Uh, I, I you to ask me are you ready like i mentally yeah i'm ready but did i prepare all year no but luckily i have my dad who, who did you know um but I, even if you don't think you're ready what do you have to lose by just even going out there you know um it's a good i had a good time coming home empty handed well yeah that's enough to say
1: yeah that's about all you need to say so anybody uh still putting it off there you go the wise 17 year old go get after it all right man i appreciate it i want to recap it i'm sure we missed a ton of stuff um we'll get back on and we'll do some From you know being on here reviews. for the first time yeah glad to have you um cool all right all righty. it's a wrap that's a wrap thanks guys thank you everybody as per usual thank you everybody for listening um yeah, it was cool to sit down with my boy and recap our experience. Um, those physical and mental challenges um, are just phenomenal, right? When you get outside your comfort zone and, uh, and really push those boundaries, a lot of growth comes out of that. So it was phenomenal for me to experience with him and to watch him grow, to feel the growth in myself. Um, we got a ton of content coming at you guys in the next uh, few months here as we get back in the swing of things. Um, And we'll be ramping up our educational content as well. So hoping to bring some value to everybody's uh, pursuit out there as usual. And again, thank you. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.
2: Hey, everyone. This is Andrew with Sasquatch Fuel. If you're heading into the backcountry this season and you need some meals that don't bog you down, Check out SasquatchFuel.com. Our 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action,
0: head to SasquatchFuel.com.
1: Hey guys, enter code WesternContours at checkout and save a few bucks off your order.